This is the Sports Card Man podcast for episode number 16. I am your host, Vinny Rulo. We are back. Uh, took a little bit of a break with the summer months happening, uh, but we are definitely getting ready to uh, get rolling and talk all things uh, sports cards, uh, sports. Uh, but yeah, let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to spend some time today opening with how to prepare for the uh, National, uh, also known as the National Sports Card uh, Card Convention. Um, it's happening in end of July, so about uh, about almost four or, five, uh, four to five weeks or so. Um, so we're going to go over some strategies on how to prepare for that. Um, but yeah, let's get right to it. Um, so if you are going to go to the National this year, it is in Chicago. Um, I went last year when it was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So I was fortunate because I was living in Secaucus last year, so not too far from Atlantic City. Um, that's always the biggest thing now with a lot of shows. Is it going to be worth the cost to for you to go? Um, so if you're someone you know that's traveling far away, you always want to try to evaluate how much it's going to cost you to go, whether it's like plane tickets, hotels, um, food expense, uh, money you're going to spend on cards, money to get in for the tickets, um, different things like that. And last year it wasn't too bad for me because um, I got a hotel about an hour away in Wildwood, New Jersey when I was there. So I was able to go with me and my dad. And, you know, we did fairly well when we went there um, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so I'm going to go over some strategies of what to do and what not to do. So when you first get there, um, if you've never gone to a national, it can be overwhelming. Um, there's thousands upon thousands of tables, a lot of people. Um, so you really have to be on your game and really have a game plan as to what you're trying to accomplish. Um, last year, um, I would say Saturday was was the day that was really busy as far as like um, it was too hard to concentrate a lot. Um, there was a lot of people almost like elbow to elbow. Um, and Sunday, however, was a little bit better because there wasn't as many more people. So I like that crowd um, a little bit better versus the Saturday crowd. So some different tactics and strategies that you know you should definitely do um, would be if you want to cover the majority of the show, you have to move fast. Like you have to um, know what it is that you're looking to buy, know what it is that you're looking for exactly. Um, and for instance, like an example would be last year I went around looking specifically for Aaron Judge stuff. Um, I would just go up from table to table, um, especially the last day, and just ask the dealers, do you have any Aaron Judge? Do you have any Aaron Judge? You know, started trading for Judge, started buying some Judge, um, different things like that. Um, and then when you are looking and browsing at these different tables, if you see the prices are too high and if you're familiar with what stuff goes for, just move on to the next table. Like it's going to be most likely that um, the person selling there is trying to get, you know, way too much for their stuff. Um, and then just move on to a different table of someone that has better pricing. Um, maybe, you know, you'll come across a guy that has better deals, different things like that. Because it's going to be very rare if a guy has you know, some stuff priced too high that you're going to find something for a really good deal. It does happen, but it's um, very tough to find. Um, and then also with that being said, two strategies that I would apply from my book that you can buy on Amazon, which is called Sports Card Man, 
a whole new ball game where you can buy it on Amazon. It's a it's a ebook and covers everything sports cards. Two strategies in there that you know you can apply to go into the national would be one wrong side of, of the table, which means if you're just like um, not set up at, at the show, you're you're not a dealer, you don't have a booth, things like that, you're essentially on the wrong side of the table. Which it sounds bad, but in a sense, this is how you know you take you use it to your advantage. Um, so when you're trying to let's say go up to a dealer and sell stuff, most likely at a big show like a national, you're going to be dealing with more you know experienced uh, dealers or dealers that know they've been in the business for a while. So it's not like you're just going to be dealing with a guy who doesn't know what they're doing. So with that being said is most likely they're only going to offer you 50-60% for you know your cards if you try to sell them your cards, right? My recommendation, I, I would not sell at 50-60%. Um, just because it's so easy to sell stuff nowadays like on eBay, um, my slabs, blowout cards, um, Macari, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you're on any of the apps like Whatnot, Loop, um, different places like that. Um, and it's just too easy now to sell cards where years ago that wasn't always the case. There was only a few places and sometimes people would be need cash and they would go up to dealers and sell stuff. Um, but now it's a whole different um, era where it's so easy to sell stuff that I would not you know, recommend selling at 50-60% of what you know most dealers are going to offer you. Dealers at the, these major shows are hoping that people will come up to them, you know, and sell them stuff that you know they can, you know, make make more money on, and not just what they're selling at the show. That's step number one. Step number two would be mismark theory. Um, so sometimes at the show you'll find cards that are priced. Um, let's say they could be priced like um, fifty or a hundred bucks under eBay. You might see a card that. You know, a guy only wants like um, 174, but it sells um, on eBay for like 250. Um, another example would be you might see something that is priced at 100 that sells for um, 175. This would be called Nismark theory. Um, so a theory like that is you just want to, you know, obviously you're taking a chance if you already see the card is mismarked, and you say, hey, you know. What can you do on this? And, and you already know like in your mind that the card is already a good deal. So what usually happens is one of two things. Either they're gonna say, oh yeah, you know, it's priced at like, let's use this example. It's priced at um, 100 bucks, I could do 90. Um, and that card is selling for like 150 as an example, right? That could happen or, um, and you know, they might give you a little bit off or they're gonna look it up on eBay before you know they see they can go lower and then they're just not gonna sell it to you at all. Like So I've seen that happen as well too. So if you already see something is already a good deal, you're definitely taking a chance if you know for people to look it up and things like that. That's happened um, on a number of occasions just because the basically the price guide is eBay. Everyone is still, you know, using eBay, some people use Alt, and obviously there's 130 point for Buy It Nows. Um, so you have to take all of those two strategies into the equation, and then you know you can keep using mismark theory and go from you know table to table and see if you can find good deals that are mismarked because the show is four or five days long. So stuff that was priced, let's say Wednesday or even Thursday. 
um, stuff could go up in by by the time Sunday comes around. Um, and then, you know that's a, that's another good um, strategy for sure too. And as far as the last thing I would say too, when going to, uh, to the national, don't waste too much time on selling stuff. Um, just because it's like I said, it's very hard to sell stuff there. Um, you can sell stuff, but like I would anticipate leaving um, some room for for them to make money. Like it's going to be very hard to get almost full retail for stuff. Um, so that's something to keep in mind too. And if you're going to trade, make sure you're getting you know a fair trade. Don't just trade um, just to trade. One one strategy in particular would be that you know at a show you're most likely able to get rid of something a lot easier um, in person than something like online. Whereas like certain certain times people online only want to trade for certain cards. They don't they don't want to trade for everything. So that's the advantage of when you're trying to trade. Last year, I was able to make some really good trades at the National too, um, and even cards that I just like previously bought, like um, that same hour, half hour, I was able to you know flip them into into a, a different trade and something else, which is always definitely good to do. So if you are going to go, last thing I would say is um, the most important is time efficiency. Um, money efficiency and you know making sure that you have a game plan as far as if you're buying for a collection if you're buying to resell um, maybe you're even buying to uh, buy some ungraded stuff to grade there's there's tons of tables there and it's definitely worth checking out but just keep all of those things into the equation uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that as we get closer to that heading into the next month um, we'll probably spend some more time on that next episode um, as well um, but yeah, let's move on to some other things um, as well as what's happening in sports. So right now we're about, um, uh, I would say, a couple weeks away from that Major League Baseball um, All-Star break, um, which is really a good tell sign of who's going to win MVP, um, which players you know are having good years, um, different things like that. Um, so if you learn from previous years in 2021, um, Otani seemed to hit peak value right at the All-Star break, maybe like end of July-ish when it got closer to the national of that year. So what that means is most likely this year, Otani is going to win MVP again, um, especially because Judge is out. Um, Otani leads in homers. Obviously, he's pitching well too. Um, his average is high, so I think he's pretty much a no-brainer for the MVP. So as I mentioned a couple episodes back to you know buy Otani stuff while you could. If you're still late, um, there's still some short-term upside on his stuff and obviously long-term upside. My favorite card of him particularly is the Topps Chrome um, pitching card where he's in the white jersey. So if you can get that card, let's say, in like a refractor, um, the, that's there's definitely still some upside in that. You know, I could see that even hitting like 800 to 1,000 pretty soon, um, just because his Bowman Chrome Auto is so high um, from 2018. So definitely keep that into the equation with Otani. If you wanted to try to get like a pink, um, that's even possibly a good strategy too. Um, I'm not sure of the upside of base, um, just because it's almost I believe at 200. 
um, and you know there's so many of them. I I did like that card um, to buy it around 100 in the off season, so that was on our sports card man Christmas card um, countdown where they were around 100 and we predicted they were going to hit close to 200. Um, so that was definitely a good prediction as well. Some other things to keep in mind too um, near the All Star break is you might see a resurgence. Um, in prospects where a lot of these prospects that were hot in let's say March April um, will also you know go back up in value as we get closer to the all-star rig because of the futures game so I know last year like um, Jason Dominguez hit a bomb in the uh, futures game and as a result of it his card went up um, same thing with Shea, uh, Shea Langerleers, who's now the starting catcher on the Oakland A's. He was playing in the Futures game last year. He won MVP, and you know people started buying, you know, his card. So definitely pay attention to those Futures games rosters. This is also something I wrote about in my book. Um, that's something that you know to look for for prospects in the short term and long term game. Um, and you know some other things too. I just wanted to point about out while we're on the topic of baseball was in early season um i was mentioning to people how you know i loved corbin carroll's value in a bowman chrome auto psa 10 and people were buying up volpe like crazy in march april and i i like volpe i still think he might be good um this year he's not off to the best star hitting about 190 with 10 homers but the guy i loved was corbin carroll um, who I said was way undervalued um, card-wise. He was only around 450, 500 when we did our Bowman Chrome Auto chart, um, and Volpe was over $1,000. So now those have essentially um, almost flipped. Whereas, like, I don't think Volpe's down to 5, 600. I think they're hovering around 6, 7 now um, in a PSA 10. But Corbin Carroll is well over 900, 950, close to 1,000 um, in a Bowman Chrome Base Auto PSA 10. So, you know, if you were fortunate to listen to our episode um, when we were recommending him to buy him at the 500 point, um, those are now $1,000. So only two months later, something like that, you could have made, you know, 500 bucks on easy card to sell. Diamondbacks are in first place. Um, Carroll is easily going to win NL Rookie of the Year. I don't even think there is like a close second, um, which is which is definitely good for them. And uh, yeah, that was that was a really good buy. Uh, so just to make a quick transition now away from some other topics. Um, we wanted to send out congratulations to the Denver Nuggets um, and Las Vegas Knights for winning the NBA and NHL championship. Um, good sports uh, this year for sure in both basketball and hockey. I enjoyed the both playoffs. Um, I wish the Rangers would have gone a little further, but that's for a different story. Um, some other things too, you know, that we saw from that series is obviously we talked about this previously was the Jokic stuff hit um, our projections as well. Um, he was another guy you could have made some good money on card wise in the short term. Um, long term, I could see them coming down a little bit, but not right away. Um, and obviously too, tonight is the NBA draft with Victor uh, Wembyama Mania will begin. Um, I know a lot of people are already buying the uh, Bowman inception of him. Um, my, my quick thoughts on that is I would probably wait until he has something licensed in the Spurs uniform because I don't believe they're using, you know, the Spurs uniforms of him yet because he hasn't even been, 
you know, officially drafted. So that would be literally impossible. Um, so most of those from what I've seen so far are redemption cards. And with that being said, I probably would wait until, you know, some boxes of him come out of, let's say, it'll probably be a couple months. Like, we're not sure of what the future will be of Prism this year, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, I know Tops is back in the game as far as producing basketball cards, which they haven't produced, you know, since 2000, um, 2009, which featured, you know, the Curry year, um, and that was an iconic set because that was the last year um, Tops made basketball. But now, fast forward about 14 years later, we're finally going to see, see some basketball. Um, some other interesting things in, let's say, the um, NBA season or NBA offseason, I should say, that are happening is, you know, Przingis was just traded to the Boston Celtics. And weirdly enough, it was for Marcus Smart. Originally, it was supposed to be for Malcolm Brogdon, but they didn't like Brogdon's physical. So now, you know, Przingis is a Celtic. Um, and I believe um, that should definitely help them. Um, just because I think Horford is getting a little old, um, and I'm not sure, you know, if he's even like a full-time player anymore. So Porzingis, if, you know, if he's always had the talent, but it's always comes down to, does he, does he have the health to, uh, you know, withstand the whole season? So we'll have to wait and see how, you know, that shakes out with the Celtics as well too. And the other big one was Bradley Beal. Um, he went to the Suns. So now they have, uh, Beal. Uh, Booker and Kevin Durant and then obviously they still have DeAndre Ayton too so I'm not sure how that will work I think the days of the super teams of in the NBA are kind of fading um, that was something that was happening um, a couple years ago and it still takes the right group of players and things like that so my only thing about that is um you never know what can happen because it seems like in the NBA now, um, your bench is a lot really important. Um, getting key contributions from you know different players is really uh, important. So cert you want certain guys to step up. Um, that you know every game is is different in the finals. Like you look at the Denver Nuggets, um, someone like Aaron Gordon had some big games. Um, or even uh, Bruce Brown had some big games for them. Obviously, Jokic, uh, Murray, um, they were getting uh, Porter. They were getting contributions all over. It wasn't just you know one or two guys. And then even even the Miami Heat played pretty well. Um, you know they had some guys like Struess and like Vincent um, that were contributing of you know all over in different places. And it obviously. Um, this guy too, um, who I'll talk about, Caleb Martin. So I bought some Caleb Martin. Um, I guess what you could say is I got caught up into the hype a little bit with him. Um, this is a um, apprentice rookie, uh, Panini apprentice numbered um, out of 99. Clean, clean auto, but it is a sticker auto. Um, that I picked up for about 20 bucks. Not bad card for 20 bucks. And then I got this one as the um, color match. Um, it's the Prism rookie of him, uh, Red Ice, uh, numbered out of 125. Um, so these, these I um, I might do something with these if I if I can't move them within a couple of a couple of months. Like I know he's a um, a restricted free agent, so we'll have to see where he goes before I uh, decide what I'm gonna do with them yet. If I'm gonna um, do some type of giveaway for them or try to resell them, I'm not positive yet. Um, and then while I'm on the topic of some other things 
that I bought recently or got recently is uh, these are pretty cool. Um, I picked up two of these. Uh, these are the 2019 um, Bowman blaster boxes of baseball. So this features the Wander Franco first Bowman um, and Julio Rodriguez uh, first Bowman. Um, and I believe you can also get like a like a Vlad out of there, but I don't think that's a first Bowman or like a Tatis, um, things like that. So those I got for around 37 or so a box. Um, they sell for about 130 to 150. So I have those on eBay right now. So we'll have to see um, what happens with those um, or I might bring them to some upcoming shows, but definitely not gonna take the chance and open them um, just because I don't have great um, pack luck. So we'll have to see um, what happens with those two as well. Um, this was another recent pickup, a Jeremy Pena uh, Topps Chrome Update PSA 10 Rookie uh, Sapphire. Um, I love the Sapphire cards. Um, they're probably one of my favorite for, let's say, modern base, um, besides the Bowman Chrome um, autos. So it was a good buy. I think I got it for around 30 shipped. Um, they sell for like 50, 60, sometimes 70. Um, so I'm kind of sitting on that. Um, the Astros are kind of having like a subpar year um, in baseball. Not the, the best year like they were last year, but I still like that buy at 30 bucks. Um, some other things too I wanted to mention would be that um, right now is the time to be preparing to start zeroing in on football. Um, so we'll spend some time talking some football real quick. Um, two players that you know I've seen a lot of collectors and um, buyers are that are buying a lot up are Trevor Lawrence seems to be trending up a lot. Um, I know he's very popular um, in the hobby, so definitely try to get some Trevor Lawrence. I know his Prism PSA 10 is a tough card. Um, those are probably around 300 or so, or 250 would be my guess, which is a little high for a base. Um, maybe because there's not a lot of 10s of it. Um, so maybe an alternative on that would probably be a 9 um, or even look for a different you know, parallel of him or different things like that. But as you you know try to get higher end of him, obviously you're gonna be spending more money, which it could work out. Um, it, and then I think it would because you know some people are even saying he could be like a top ten quarterback. Um, they did make the playoffs last year, so definitely look into him for sure. Um, another quick one in football would be uh, Justin Fields with the uh, Chicago Bears. They traded um, for the one Panthers uh, wide receiver, I believe it was DJ Moore. So I think that's gonna help him a lot, similar to how you know last year the Philadelphia Eagles got AJ Brown and that helped Jalen Hurts a lot. Um, I'm not saying that um, Fields will be as good as Hurts, but you never know. Um, he actually, ran the ball a lot last year with the Bears uh, field. So very easily could have another really good season this year. Um, definitely try to, you know, start zeroing in on him, whether it's like autos, whether it's prism silvers, you know, even try to, you know, pick up some base of him. Definitely diversify yourself and don't just go all base. Try to get some silvers, try to get some autos, um, different things like that. 
Um, and those are just um, two quarterbacks. There's always going to be other guys that, you know, have good years, um, that come under the radar. Um, I know some people I've heard of Trey Lance, you know, possibly being a good buy low. Um, so you never know with him, but I, he's going to be in competition with Sam Darnold. So we'll definitely have to start doing some more um, prep work as we get closer to football season. But if you wait, if you wait too long and don't get any football, then it kind of starts trending up as we get closer to the national and you know training cam- uh, camp starts ramping up, uh, different things like that. So definitely keep that in mind as well. Um, some other quick things too. Um, we only have a few minutes left. Is start also preparing for hockey um, and the basketball season. Um, don't just uh, the same thing. Don't just buy base. Try to spread around. Get some silvers. Get some autos. Um, I personally would try to buy graded first rather than you know having to wait and get it graded. So if it's already graded, like for example, this Pena is already graded a ten. Um, whereas these these Corbin Mar- uh, these Caleb Martins aren't aren't graded. Um, so I would always definitely try to do that nowadays, just because. The grading fees can add up, um, but at the same time, you do still have to try to grade some things. So also keep that in mind too as well. Um, now also too with the um, other off season to pay attention is is the hockey. Um, the big one is going to be uh, Connor Bedard. Um, there's a lot of hockey collectors already spending you know big money on his stuff that's not even licensed. I believe he will be in series one. Um, of upper deck. Uh, so when, during the COVID, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, he was in the 2020 21 uh, Series 1 box. So I do think uh, the same thing will happen with Bedard. This is a box to uh, essentially load up on, even put some away, um, even you know try to open some. So if you have, let's say, like uh, if you have the ability to spend a couple thousand dollars on a few boxes and and put them away, you're gonna do fairly well because this this kid is supposed to be like generational, a lo- another um, McDavid type of player. So you know, hopefully he lives up to the hype. I think he will. Um, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say Lafreniere really lived up to the hype, and I mean he's not a bad player, but you definitely don't want him to be a Lafreniere. You want him to be like. Um, I'm trying to think of a similar player. You want him to be like another Jack Hughes, um, someone that's going to be getting close to like 100 points a season. Um, You know, maybe he'll be just as good as McDavid. We'll have to see. Um, But definitely keep him in mind. And as far as other hockey, try to get some other young guns, PSA 10 rookies of of hockey for sure um, while it's off season so if you like someone for next season start getting them now because the season is going to be you know vastly approaching um it won't be too long before they start playing again i believe it's end of october um so that's really only about four months or so so you definitely have some time but definitely start doing you know your research if you are a hockey guy the one thing i will say about hockey is the autographs and hockey are seem to be way undervalued compared to the other sports, um, especially um, for whatever reason. If it's just because maybe it's not a young gun, 
um, or just because maybe there's not as many hockey collectors, but like SP Authentic Auto seem to be undervalued. Um, even like some of the exquisites of, you know, some other solid players seem to be undervalued as well. Or even the cup cards that are really sought after. Um, so those are things also to keep in mind too. Try to pick up some of those and, you know, you might, you know, catch something really good. Um, while we have two minutes left, um, let's spend some time on some things that um, I'll be doing uh, this uh, next couple of weeks. Um, so this Sunday, I will be attending the Albany uh, Sports Card Show um, with my dad. We will be set up. Um, you'll see my flyer back there, um, which has all my socials. We're always buying, trading, selling. We'll have some different things um, you know, set up at that show. So that show is this Sunday. Um, and definitely come out. And if you are available, uh, a lot of graduations will be going on that weekend. So we never know. It might be a good show. It might be not. Um, and then the following weekend, we are doing the Wildwood, New Jersey um, sports card show um, where it's, I think it takes place June 30th through July, uh, July 2nd. So it's a three-day show, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's in the big convention center um, on the Wildwood Crest. Um, we've done that show a couple of times, I would say, over the last couple of years. Um, so it's definitely can, it definitely can be busy, um, and if you know if you're in the Jersey area, you know stop by, um, and we'll you know try to make a trade, or we'll try to buy off you, or we'll even try to sell you some stuff at some good deals. Um, but yeah, that's what we got going on um, the next couple of weeks. The shows are always interesting to obviously try to buy at and you know use those same same strategies that I talked about of what to do when you go to the national. So again. I myself do those strategies and they've worked. Um, and then obviously just try to keep looking for you know good deals like on, on eBay, my slabs, blowout cards, um, Instagram, Macari, Facebook. These are all good places to look for for look for deals, you know, while it's the summertime. Um, and you know, you never know, you might find something just randomly searching, or you might come across something. There's always something out there. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Have a good one.